0: Hello, my name is Dan Haas, and I'm the General Manager of Cardiology and Neurology Care Areas at GE Healthcare, and I'm going to be talking to you today about some of our GE Cardiovascular Solutions. When you look at um, our product line, we're first starting out with our GE Lightspeed VCT, which is. the scanner that's in the market today, we also are introducing the Lightspeed, 750, Lightspeed CT 750 HD, which we'll be talking about a little bit more in the presentation. But the Lightspeed VCT-XT is really the scanner that's in the market today doing cardiovascular imaging. And some of the key benefits are the 5B cardiac CT, which we'll talk about, and then the ability to do what's called snapshot pulse imaging, which will allow you to reduce your dose by 83%. This is all based on fundamental technology with our v detector, which is a true 64-channel CT um, scanner, and it has 0.35-millimeter voxels. And one of the key importances when you're doing cardiac CT is to have enough MA, especially as the population gets larger. And the GE XT has the largest tube in the market today at 800 MA, all rotating at 0.35 seconds. So let's talk about the cardiovascular imaging. We're gonna be first of all talking about snapshot imaging, which is our helical or retrospective application, which actually acquires images throughout the full R to R interval. Within this application, you have three different modes. One is called segment imaging, which allows you to do heart rates up to 70 beats per minute, and the next is burst, which allows you to go up to about 105, and then you also have burst plus, which allows you to go above 105 beats per minute. Now, when you're looking at snapshot imaging, what it's doing is it's looking at acquiring throughout the full R-to-R interval. And when I look at segment imaging, I'm acquiring off a of one heart cycle. And then if I'm looking at burst or burst place, I'm acquiring between two to four heart cycles. And we combine those images together to make an image. Now, the benefit for doing retrospective imaging is that you have the ability to do f- multi-phase imaging and functional data. So if you have a patient who has a heart rate above 65 beats per minute, you're gonna need to use retrospective imaging. Or if you have a patient below 65 beats per minute and the patient's heart rate is varying, you'll wanna use the segment technology so you can look at the different phases throughout the heart cycle and make sure you have frozen motion in your image. So this is just looking at some of the images done with retrospective image. Here you see is an LED stenosis. Um, You can see there's a non-calcified plaque. That patient was stented to follow this procedure. And then we have a newer tool in the lower left-hand corner, which is a relative perfusion tool. And this is showing the rest perfusion defect that correlates with the LAD stenosis. Um, You also have a vessel tree and then just a nice view of a normal right coronary artery. As we move on, this is a um, case with both an LAD and an RCA stenosis. And you see in the LAD it's, looks like it's occlusion, there is retrospective filling from a collateral branch and the cath that correlates with it. And then you can see the different disease throughout the right coronary, and there's a stenosis down in the proximal portion of the right coronary. Also, the image that's in blue and green is what's called our new IVIS-like um, tool, and it's a color mapping of the coronary vessel, and it shows the non-calcified plaque, or you can see the calcified plaque and the lumen, and you'll see that later on in the presentation. Also, the next um, snapshot pulse, which we introduced a few years ago, is our actually our axial perspective gating, which acquires information at one heart cycle then it moves the table, and then it acquires information in the next heart cycle. And with um, axial perspective, we're acquiring only at a single phase of information. So this is how you're getting the low-dose technology, and this allows you to reduce the dose up to 83% um, from retrospective imaging. It also, because it is an axial scan, does have improved image quality. Um, And you can do this in either a single phase, so the 75%, Or if the heart rate's varying just slightly, you can do this multi-phase or open up the phase range and get a couple more cycles. We do not recommend the snapshot pulse acquisition mode for patients with heart rates above 65 beats per minute or if a patient has um, a varying heart rate. So here's a movie that actually shows you how the um, snapshot pulse works. You'll see here that actually what happens is the gantry and tube is rotating. We take an image in a single point of time. We usually take it in the diastolic phase of the heart. Then once the image is acquired, the table will move and then you see it will resync up with the heart and then it will acquire another image. Now an average um, heart cycle is either three or four um, heartbeats that you are gonna acquire at. Um, and it takes about five to six seconds. There's really no more time to do a coronary CTA in the retrospective mode or in the perspective mode. So let's look at some of the cases. Here's an example of a patient. You know, you saw this patient early who had the LAD stenosis. They did the first exam in retrospective mode. When they did the follow up because the patient came in with some chest pain, they wanted to make sure that the stent was patent. You see here it was done in perspective gating and now it has 5.8 millisievers. Now you see the millisievers are a little higher here. This is because what they had was that phase range open. So they actually had padding, which we called on either side of 200 milliseconds. But nice visualization of um, the LED stent. you can see that it is widely patent, a nice 3D and vessel tree image. Next, we get a lot of questions Is can you do snapshot pulse or perspective gating in um, the obese population? And this is, the answer is yes, you can. This is a patient who had a BMI of 54. She was 5'3", at 305 pounds, and you can see her dose was only 3.17. So she had a nice stable heart rate we acquired just in the diastolic phase. We did not have any padding on, and you get beautiful visualization of the LAD, the RCA, and the circumflex, even on a larger patient. So definitely, if you have larger patients and their heart rates are stable, you can use the perspective gating mode. Now here's an example where once again we didn't have our padding on. So we just acquired the image in the diastolic phase. This is normal coronaries. And you can see the dose here is um, 0.63 millisievers. Now how we get the dose this low is we use 100 kVP. So another way to lower your technique is to actually switch your technique from 120 down to 100 and you get about a 35 to 40% dose reduction so this patient had dizziness and chest pain and you can see nice visualization of the coronary vessels all under a millisiever of dose with a heart rate of 60 to 63 beats per minute now we are getting a lot of questions as can you use perspective gating um, for different portions of the body and the answer is yes as you know the heart is attached to the aorta and it's in the chest so another great way to um, use perspective in gating is for pulmonary embolisms. And here's an example of a nice pulmonary embolism exam done at 2.2 millisievers. Patient was 48, she came in with difficulty breathing. They used 100 kVP and 280 MA with a very low dose perspective gating pulmonary embolism exam. The next is of a thoracic abdominal aorta. And you have nice visualization of the thoracic abdominal. Um, this patient was done, um, she was a female for rural dissection, and her heart rate varied here now, so 70 to 91 beats per minute, Um, and we get nice visualization. Now, we weren't looking at the coronaries, so when you're not looking at the coronaries, your heart rates may be a little higher, but because the thoracic aorta is a larger vessel, we still freeze the motion of the heart, so nice visualization here. So this is just a comparison of the difference between retrospective and perspective and looking at the image quality. And you can see that your image quality, you get about a 10% improvement when you're using perspective gating, all with 83% less dose. And the reason really is you're going from um, a helical scan in retrospective gating to an axial scan in perspective, so you don't have any slice broadening. So using either one of our techniques, you're going to get beautiful um, image quality, but you do get the dose benefit with the perspective gating with the 83% reduction. So now we're going to move in um, into our next product. And when we go and develop products, we always talk to our customers, and we do what's called medical advisory board. Um, and we want to ask them on what their challenges are in cardiovascular imaging, and we do it throughout the whole body. But in cardiac, what they asked, they told us, is a lot of their challenges come from calcium from stents, when there's a moderate severe stenosis, and with moderate severe stenosis, you're usually looking at probably heavy calcified plaque, once again, high heart rates, Um, bypass grafts, we see that a lot of people are looking at bypass grafts and if they have occluded grafts, they may go back and restent the native vessels. Once again, it's obtained to calcified imaging again, And then body habitus, well, what really improves that area when we do that? And really when you look at it, um, four out of the six areas, we need improved spatial resolution. The high heart rates, we need improved temporal resolution. And then body habitus is really based on image, noise, and dose. So let me introduce to you the GE Lightspeed CT750 HD scanner and really talk to you about the benefits and how it's going to improve your cardiovascular imaging. When we look at the new scanner, this is a new detector Um, a new DAS, that's basically a new system with a tube, a generator. And where your really big benefit is, we're going to give you up to 47% improvement in spatial resolution, and that's going to give you the ability to accurately um, define stenosis measurements, it's going to help you reduce the calcium blooming that you see, and that will improve your overall spatial resolution. It also has up to 40% low contrast improvement. And in the future, it has the potential to do spectral imaging with a single x-ray source, which will allow us to separate the iodine from the calcium. With this scanner, you still have your up to 83% dose reduction in the heart, and you also have the benefit of up to 50% dose reduction in the body. And on the right-hand side of the screen are just two images looking at a non-HD scanner and then the CT750HD, and you can see the benefit of the resolution and the stent imaging. And then in the lower image is an example, which I'll show you a little bit bigger in the next few slides, of st- the same stent taken on the VCT in 2005, and then you see it on the 750 in 2008. So let's just go look at some of the examples on the Lightspeed um, 750 CTHD. And here's an example of a patient um, th- that actually had asymmetric hypertrophy, And they were looking to see if there was any disease in the vessels. And what they did see is that there was a calcified plaque um, in the um, PLB branch, and when they did on the VCT, the calcified plaque looked like it um, occluded the whole vessel, so they were gonna send this patient on to nuclear and or cath, and what they decided, because the HD scanner was just installed, to rerun this exam on the Lightspeed 750 CTHD, and you see here in the cross-sectional image that the calcium was just bloomed on the vessel. And you see that with the improvement in spatial resolution, we can look at these images and see that there's less blooming and that you still had lumen in this vessel. Now, it's better seen when you do these rotating movies. And first, on the VCT image, as you rotate the image around, you see that there's calcified plaque. And it looks like it's acquired throughout the full vessel. And now as you see the HD movie rotating around, you now see that the calcium is on the outside of the vessel, and we still can see the lumen of the vessel. So this is showing you with the, the improved special resolution of the HD scanner that you can actually diagnose when there's these calcified plaques because you get less blooming artifact. When we first developed the scanner, we actually took a series of stents with um, Dr. Min from Cornell University, we scanned the stents on the previous generation CT, and then on the Lightspeed CT 750 HD. And what you see here is a 2.5 millimeter stent and a 2.75 millimeter stent. And you see about a 40 to 45% in improvement in the lumen visualization. So once again, we're getting that improvement in spatial resolution and clinically, we should be able to see smaller size stents. So the question is, can we replicate this from a phantom, which is a non-moving object, into some patients? So let's go look at some of the stents that we've taken off the 750 CTHD. So here's an example that we showed a little earlier, and you see in the top images, this patient was scanned. um, It was a stent in the LAD, and you see that the calcified plaque in the proximal portion of stent is bloomed. It looks like we cannot see the full lumen. And in the distal stent, we don't really see the fully patent. When you look at it down on HD, so the same patient three years later, you see nice visualization of the inner lumen of the stent Proximal all the way through distally so you can see the improvement once again in the spatial resolution of the HD scanner Next is an example of a patient um, with three circumflex stents. Proximal stents, um, this was a curve view that we're looking at. We're really looking at it towards the distal. So as you rotate the curve, you'll see better visualization of the two proximal stents. But really when we're looking at the distal stent in the left circumflex, this is a two millimeter stent. So very good visualization. Currently in the literature today, it says we can see... 3 to 3.5 millimeter stents and larger. So this are, there is a hope that we'll be able to see these smaller stents routinely and this is an example of the case. In the upper right hand corner you can see a nice visualization of the LED with calcified and non-calcified plaque. Moving on to the next slide, this is this distal circumflex slide, and what this shows is just proximal and distal to the stent. We are measuring a 2-millimeter vessel, and the in lumen is measured at 2 millimeters. So once again, nice visualization of a distal stent in the circumflex that measured 2 millimeters. Next, here's a case with a 70-year-old female who had atypical angina um, with a BMI of 29, and this was done in perspective gating. And here, we're looking at the difference of the dose. So the patient came in. You can see that there's a stenosis in the LAD. The patient was treated through cath, had a stent put in, and then you go on to the HD. You see nice visualization of the lumen of the stent and the LAD distally. But the benefit here is how the HD has lowered dose. So we've improved spatial resolution, but we also have algorithms that will allow you to do less dose to the patient. And this is a great example of getting the same type of image quality at less dose. So a perspective gating exam on the VCT scanner at 5.9 millisievers and on the HD scanner at 4.1. So one of your big benefits is even though you are getting improved resolution, you also can get less dose to your patient. So let's look at another exam. This is just a coronary CTA looking at LAD and mixed plaques. Here was a female. She was 70 years old with atypical angina and risk factors, and just nice visualization of the coronary vessels. You see in the blown-up images of the cross-sectional views in the LAD, the visualization of the non-calcified and the calcified plaque. And you can see the better definition of the lumen in both of these views and the less blooming of the calcium in the plaque. So when we look over at the HD scanner and you look at the challenges that the customers had, really with the Lightspeed 750 C or Lightspeed CT 750 HD, we've actually fixed five out of your six um, problems that were occurring. And when you look at the body habitus, really what that was done is that was with, we've improved the resolution, the recon kernels, so that you actually can lower your dose to your patient. So let's move on to post-processing. First of all, we're gonna be talking about our CardiQ Express 2.0 Elite software. And what this is, is that the benefit of this new software is it automatically loads and processes your exams for you. And it will save you post-processing time up to 40%. So as the information now comes from your CT scanner, it actually transfers to the workstation. And in the background, in the workstation, um, it's processing before you sit down. And then what you can do is just automatically load it up and then it will have all the vessels tracked for you. And the vessels track 93% of the time with no user interaction. And this was tested clinically um, from our accuracy database. And then we also inter- views, introduced the ivis like view and the relative perfusion that you saw earlier. So looking at perfusion depicts that are hypodynes in the myocardial tissue. So here's an example of our CardiQ software, and you can see here, what it's doing is it's showing you the coronary vessels. First of all, it displays a line on a vessel, and then it will bring up your lumen view, your curved view, and then it will also bring up in the upper right-hand corner, what is called, um, the ivis like view. And this is a view that shows the lumen in black, the non-calcified plaque in a lighter blue, and then the outer border of the vessel in a blue. So here's an example of the relative perfusion. This was a patient who had multi-vessel disease, um, and it's pretty hard to see, but in the upper right-hand corner, there's actually a defect. In the left marginal branch, you actually have to rotate this image around. But where you see with the relative perfusion is you can see the nice inferior wall defect, that blue area of tissue that's seen very well with this perfusion software. There's also a non-calcified plaque in the LED, and then we have diseased vessel in the RCA. But, you know, talking to our physicians who've been working on this software with us, Um, If you put this relative perfusion on and you've seen this inferior wall defect, they would have gone back and closely looked at the left marginal branch and would have been easily able to see the disease there. So this is a tool that's going to allow you to help look at different areas. Maybe you see a 50 to 70% stenosis, and then you put on the relative perfusion tool, and it correlates with that. You have more confidence to send this patient on for treatment. Next, which was introduced, which was is called CardiQ Functional Express software. And this has the same type of tools that we have in our coronary analysis software, where as the images are transferring over to the system, it automatically is going to do your processing for you. So it automatically will contour your LV, your RV, your LA, your... RA for you, and this saves your processing time and your technologist times up to 75%. It automatically will track the LV and RV greater than 91% of the times. It gives you myocardial analysis, and you can get all chamber volume analysis along with reporting information. Here's just an example of the um, RV and LA ejection fraction as you can see the movie's beating. Also, to stand with our automation and our SmartScore 4.0 software, we also have introduced automatic con- calcium detection. So, it automatically will track the calcium. Your technologists can label them and then go right into scoring. We have two d- two new scoring methods called 2D and 3D, which your application people or your sales specialists can show you when they demo the software. Um, lastly, for your sites that do electrophysiology planning, we have a nice application called CardiP, which actually does pre-procedure planning for ablation therapy. It automatically generates a 3D model, and then you can transfer those 3D models into their mapping system. It has tools to do biventrical lead placement and looking at coronary or pulmonary vein vessel analysis. Well, thank you for the time. This is just a general overview of our Lightspeed VCT system, also our Lightspeed CT750 HD system. Thank you.